Yeah. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. Check, check, check. Yes, yes. Check it one, check it two. Welcome to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. This week, we're bringing you a double header as we take on Outkast's famous double album from 2003, Speaker Box, The Love Below. The last hip hop album to win Album of the Year at the Grammys. Yeah, take that in for a second. We're way overdue, folks. Among other reasons, this record was famous because Big Boy and Andre 3000 recorded their halves of this album separately. So, in that spirit, KEXP's Dusty Henry and Martin Douglas are each going to give you their separate perspectives on the legacies of Big Boy and Andre 3000. Here's my man Dusty. Outkast might be one of the most celebrated duos of all time. And yet, somehow it feels like Big Boy doesn't always get his fair share of credit. Big Boy may come across as the straight man when stacked against three stacks as eccentricities and in arguably game-changing flows. By the way, for the uninitiated, three stacks is another name for Andre 3000. It's not a contest, though. A creative spirit ties together the brotherhood between these two. While Andre is traveling the cosmos... Big Boy is the anchor that keeps the group grounded on Earth. But there's also more to Big Boy than meets the eye. Many people talk about how Andre 3000 would stroll through towns playing his electric clarinet, wearing spectacular outfits. But Big Boy has the same, quote-unquote, weirdo energy. On his Instagram, for example, you'll find him holding his owls, Houdini and Hootie. Sundays are the best. What's up, man? You want to go to your perch? You want to go to your mom's perch? He can cite the influence of rap classics in the same breath as he details the deep influence he feels from Kate Bush. Big Boy is steady, but never forget that he too is an ATLian, dropping mythical lines like cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Well, it's the M.I. cricket letter. Ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater because I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again. Talking that sh- Bend corners like I was a curve. I struck a nerve. And now you're about to see the southern plague serve. I heard it's not... Since Big Boy and Andre 3000 met at 16 years old, they fed off of each other's eccentric energies. Yin and Yang, they always found ways to act as counterbalancing energies on the mic. Big Boy's voice is slightly lower and rattles out rapid-fire rhymes with cool nonchalance. On the duo's first record from 1994, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, you can hear these two are still working out their craft. No, it no, couldn't, it be, couldn't me. be me. Not me. No. 20 years later, on the 2014 reunion tour, the duo performs some of these older tracks while circling a kitchen table, placed center stage, rapping to one another. They said this is how they did things in the early days as they first got acquainted with the Dungeon family, before they go down as one of the greatest musical acts in history. Full stop. Throughout their career, Outkast production got wilder. Andre 3000 began implementing new techniques, like his famous sing-song flow and Big Boy became that much more technically proficient. He's the type of rapper you could throw any beat at and watch him deliver a flawless victory. Uno, dos, 
straight since I won't teach you everything about rock a microphone like that there boy and we still stay free big things happen every time we meet like a track team crack ain't dying to geek outcasts bumping up and down the street slam back Cadillac by 5 75 MC's freestyling to the beat cause we get drunk stay drunk at the club chemistry was always key to their success neither rapper really had a solo career before they started performing together it's part of what made the announcement of speaker box to love below so appealing and worrying a double album with each rapper taking their own disc Clearly, both artists were talented enough to stand on their own. But outside of some features on other artists' songs, we'd never really had a chance to hear them apart. Plus, the looming question. Did this mean they were breaking up? For better or worse, I'll use a Beatles metaphor. Speakerbox, The Love Below, could be considered the white album of hip-hop. Big Boy and Andre had organically begun working on separate material, and even considered releasing the material through solo records. Looking back at the album, there's something kind of beautiful about how the two supported each other through the process. They were allowing each other the space to grow in their own ways. It may have felt weird at the time for us fans, but looking back, it feels like a healthy move for a creative partnership. There's no animosity between them because they feature on each other's albums. Case in point, Big Boy's speaker box is the first half of the album, but the first voice you hear is Andre on the blistering, techno-leaning, ghetto music. For Big Boy, he always intended for his half to be funky, jamming, and full of bass. I started out alone because my baby mama left me. Now there's nobody at home. Beginning to feel like Mrs. Jackson done that throne. With this some risk and I'm living it through this song. While Andre's The Love Below is more experimental and genre crossing, Speaker Box is laser focused and titanic. It was a king making moment for Big Boy. He stands toe to toe with Jay Z and doesn't blink. Young hope in the place to be, big boy in the place to be. He celebrates the ascent of the South alongside some fresh newcomers to the national stage, like Lil John and the Eastside Boys, Ludacris, and longtime Dungeon Family alumni Killer Mike and Sleepy Brown. And as if Big Boy didn't need further validation, there's of course a song that will forever land when you hear it on the dance floor. The smash hit, The Way You Move. Speakerbox set the tone for the rest of Big Boy's career. After the group finally did split up in 2007, he kept his cool consistency. In 2010, he dropped his first proper solo album, Sir Luscious Left Foot, The Son of Chico Dusty. No relation. He somehow found ways to get even funkier. Uh, I keep it play while some choose to play it safe. But check the resume, it's risky business in the AA. And I've been witness to this history ever since the 10th grade. We went from rock and brace to 10th phase. Big Boy is a consistent force, but he's still an artist, so he's still experimenting. He's put out multiple records with indie synth rock duo Fantagram under the moniker Big Grams. Put Atlanta on the map, I'll put together Cadillac, I like my seats. 
you can beat it with the back dropping bombs he even contributed to a game of thrones mixtape big been mentally weak and now I'm feeling stronger like the rehab on my knee it won't be that much longer before Khaleesi take the iron throne they call her the mother of dragons you under attack nigga this our home sure big boy has perhaps rightfully been perceived as the more earthbound atlian but big boy still dazzles like the star that he is History will find him as not just one half of one of the greatest artistic partnerships in the past century, but as one of the greatest rappers of all time. And his half of the record, Speaker Box, was crucial to his stardom. And now, here's the Andre to my big boy, Martin Douglas. Before being regarded as one of the greatest rappers of all time, before writing one of the biggest pop songs of the 21st century, before eventually finding himself uninspired and ducking out of the spotlight, Andre Benjamin was young and hungry, making a statement of purpose while getting booed at the 1995 Source Awards in New York. And the winner is, ladies, help me out. Outcast. Andre and his partner Big Boy were on stage at the Source Awards, accepting the trophy for Best New Rap Group of the Year. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? The closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and don't nobody want to hear it, but it's like this, the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Yeah. You can pinpoint that speech as the moment where the story of Outkast turned a corner. That new rap group was only named Outkast because they had learned there was already a group called the Misfits. Their debut album, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, was a promising and well-received coming-of-age story. It established Atlanta as a fertile ground for several generations of talented rappers, and it earned Outkast their first of many RIAA certified platinum plaques. On the album, Outkast were young dudes surveying their home state of Georgia, the network of HBCUs, crack houses dotting the hood, and steel-bodied American-made cars scraping the streets. Two years later, in 1996, Andre and Big Boy switched up their style and subject matter for their second album, ATLians. It was Humble Pie baked specially for everybody who booed them at the Source Awards. The Pope and the Sox got us under the scope, but for unknown reasons, because we don't sell dope that you distribute, we don't contribute to your clandestine activity. My soliloquy may be hard for some to swallow. The secret to becoming an iconic rapper is self-mythology. All of the greats have amplified a larger-than-life persona through their life story, their image, and of course, the impact of their work. They have some degree of folklore surrounding their public persona. Around the time of recording and releasing AT Aliens, Andre wrapped his increasingly observant and tender meditations on life in imaginative costumes. He wore turbans and ascots to photo shoots. He would later wear football pads with riding chaps. One particular outfit is burned into my memory. A bright, almost fluorescent lavender wig and matching genie pants with no shirt. Just like the name Outcast to begin with, the basic principle of ATLians is that, in a way, we're all beamed in from somewhere else. None of us fit in all the way. On their massively influential single, Elevators, Me and You, which still sounds fresh more than a quarter century into the future, 
Andre encounters the fan at the mall who's convinced he's absurdly rich and famous. He assures this stranger that the two of them aren't that different. He alludes to royalties and per diems, the standard payment system of recording artists. He insists that just like the wage earner who doesn't get paid if they don't clock in, the money to buy food on this table won't exist if he can't make people move to his music. It's a remarkable example of the humanity in Andre's writing. It's also one of the many reasons why ATLian sold 2 million copies and is considered one of the great works of hip-hop's mid-90s golden age. Outkast's third album, Equimini, was far from the first album to receive five mics in the rap magazine The Source. That's a perfect score. But it was still a big deal in 1998. Andre became a bona fide rap superstar, making headlines for his recent relationship with another era-defining artist, Erica Badu. Together, they were the poster children for a new archetype of Black bohemians, equal parts spacey futurism and earthy soulfulness. Andre and Badu had a child together during the recording of Equimini, which took the musical adventurousness of ATLians to another level. Being a Gemini himself, Andre expressed a range of moods and intellectual fixations. Equimini is also when Andre and Big Boy began thinking about music outside of the context of straight rapping. The album was produced mostly by the duo themselves, with help from their longtime collaborators, Mr. DJ, and the production team, Organized Noise. Session musicians were brought in to enhance the musicality of the album. Songs like Liberation, featuring CeeLo Green and Erica Badu, contain long instrumental passages and no rapping from either member of OutKast. Their speech from the 1995 Source Awards burned bright during the making of this monumental piece of art, repurposed in full for the final moments of Equimini. If there was a challenge for Outkast on their next release, Stankonia, it was the curse of limitless possibilities. Stankonia was an explosion of ideas that signified Outkast could conceivably take their sound in hundreds of directions without losing sight of who they were musically and conceptually. The album is 73 minutes long, with a half dozen interludes that vary in quality. The scope of its musicality is overstimulating. With that said, it's still another titanic classic. A multi-platinum selling classic, might I add. Three of the duo's most recognizable hits came from this album, including the Grammy-winning Miss Jackson. Andre wrote it after his breakup with Erica Badu in the form of an apology to a fictionalized version of her mother. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. 
As established hit makers, Andre and Big Boy ascended to another level. So Fresh So Clean was built mostly on the strength of Big Boy's smooth delivery and preternatural sense of groove. But the bridge sung by Andre is the cherry on top. B.O.B. is an acronym for Bombs Over Baghdad, the closest explanation for why Andre added the 3000 to his rhyme moniker. As it marks the birth of Andre 3000, B.O.B. is chaotic and loud, sounding a lot like if famed hip-hop producers The Bomb Squad took cues from the Detroit electronic subgenre Ghetto Tech, hair metal breakdowns, and the Baptist Church in equal measure. In 2009, Pitchfork named B.O.B. the best song of the 2000s. No song made before or since sounds anything like it. Wanting to stretch his legs as a musician, Andre knew he didn't want to do much rapping on the love below. So he began experimenting with a relatively new digital audio workstation at the time called Pro Tools. He wanted to sing falsetto, which is not exactly conductive to the environment for studios producing rap music. Those recording spaces often resemble the party atmosphere of the club. Suffice to say that the lounge jazz-influenced Love Hater might have killed the vibe. Even though The Love Below was conceived as a reaction to the player lifestyle that was enormously popular in rap at the time, there's a very hip-hop attitude throughout the record. The album is vulnerable, but it's also lyrically strong, based in groove, very sexual, and oftentimes hilarious. I mean, I consider myself a pretty cool guy, and I've never cheated on any of my girlfriends. Except that one little time in Japan, but that was just some dead and dead don't count, right? Ah, thanks God, I knew you'd understand. In a retrospective on the album for rap magazine XXL, at one time the chief competitor of the source, Andre said the main character in the album's narrative is kind of shallow and dating around, which influenced the songs like the smash hit, Hey Ah. One, two, three, uh! Hey Ya is essentially a rock and roll song, only much funkier. It details the disintegration of a relationship laid on top of the first chords Andre ever learned on guitar. It topped the singles charts in almost a dozen countries, won countless awards, and it's the 10th best song of all time according to Rolling Stone. What more could be said about Hey Ya that hasn't already been said? I mean, it's hey, uh, I know it. I know you know it. So let's move on. Think I'm in love again. The Love Below is full of other vulnerable love songs like the breezy funk ballad Prototype, 
a cover of John Coltrane's My Favorite Things. And a soft acoustic track with guest vocals from folk singer Nora Jones at the height of her popularity. Baby, don't be so cool. I see you. I see you. But very much in the spirit of Andre's best music, the highlights of The Love Below show up when their musical and lyrical concepts show up from left field. For instance, Pink and Blue is about having a crush on an older woman, and it sounds like the fusion of Prince and Magnetic Fields in their 69 Love Songs era. Happy Valentine's Day is the celebration of every romantic's favorite Hallmark holiday and throw shade at the Easter Bunny. Happy Valentine's Day. And Vibrate is a floating tune about uh, self-love. And yes, God is watching you. But no need to be embarrassed. For the future is in your hands. No, the future is in your hand. In the months following its release, the Love Below half of Outkast's RIAA-certified diamond-selling album was polarizing amongst rap fans. It featured one of the most celebrated rappers of its generation not really rapping all that much. Almost as a measure of what he can do as an MC, the album ends with A Day in the Life of Benjamin Andre, a dazzling piece of autobiographical writing. Girls used to say, y'all talk funny. Y'all from the islands? Not laughing, they just keep smiling. No, I'm from Atlanta, baby. He from Savannah, maybe. In one incomplete, uninterrupted, nearly five-minute verse, Andre sketches the dynamic of past relationships and impending rap stardom in the form of a letter to an old flame. It's a portrait of a young woman who becomes an exotic dancer to pay for her school loans who tells her boyfriend she's pregnant and deals with the fallout of him leaving her. It details Andre meeting Erica Badu and them having their first child together. It covers his vegetarianism, his artistic ambitions, and of course, his appetite for beautiful women. A year after the release of Speaker Box, The Love Below, Outkast recorded one more album, an okay soundtrack to their okay movie Idlewild. After that, Andre followed his muse across several different artistic mediums. He pursued acting, which resulted in a great run of guest appearances on the FX series The Shield. He tried his hand at preppy menswear with the short-lived brand Benjamin Bixby, inspired by the department store Chic, popular on the streets of Atlanta when he was a child. But most importantly, Andre would solidify his place among hip-hop's greats by sporadically delivering phenomenal guest verses for a variety of artists, including Frank Ocean, Future, Kid Cudi, A Tribe Called Quest, James Blake and Anderson Pop. The school is cool when the kids call me Sunny. The hood calls me Dex. The bees call me Honey. Hollywood calls me back. 
crack and I have a lot in common. We both come up in the 80s and we keep that bass pumping. That's a nigga. At this point, now that Outkast has been on an unannounced hiatus for nearly two decades, hearing an Andre 3000 verse is like seeing a comet. It's a brilliantly majestic thing to behold. And who knows when or if you'll ever be able to experience it again. No more solo that no more high horses so hard to wear polo. When I do, I cut the pony off. Now there's a hole that once was a logo. How fitting solo that I can give a fuck about what is trending. Trying to cut down on my spending regardless of winning instead of pretending. And bending. Every few years, rumors of a proper Andre 3000 solo album flood the hearts and minds of music fans. Earlier this year, Killer Mike shared that he had recently heard some Andre tracks which rekindled the fire of anticipation. Andre 3000 got an album coming. Oh, I thought you were joking. No, no. No, no, he doesn't. He said he got, he played them. So much so that Killer Mike had to retract his comment days later, saying he was stoned out of his mind and just teasing people when he said what he said. Even if Andre 3000 never releases that solo album, he's already solidified his place as one of the singular artists of hip-hop's history not to mention one of the most unpredictable. This piece was written by Dusty Henry and Martin Douglas. Audio was produced by Roddy Nickpour. Next week, Dusty's back again to dig into MC Light's iconic cha-cha-cha. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. We'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from listener-powered KEXP, where the music matters.